Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. You know, one of the questions that I get regularly answered here at the Huntsman World Senior Games, especially this time of year, is do you have any new sports? Well, with over 35 different sports to choose from, we already have quite a selection, but we're always looking for ways to grow and to innovate, to meet the needs of those who are really committed to active aging. And so in that spirit, I'm excited to announce that this year we are indeed adding a couple of new sports. And today I want to briefly highlight one of them for this week's show and then hit on the next one next week, keeping in mind that athlete registration For these new sports, as well as for all of our more than 30 other sports, will open at the stroke of midnight on March 1st. So, just to jump into it, disc golf. Now, many of you have heard, um, maybe over the years, you've heard this sport referred to as Frisbee golf. Frisbee, of course, is a registered trademark name, and so the official name of the sport is disc golf. And the history of this game, like so many games and sports, might be lost a little bit in the fuzziness of the past. But the very first known instance of anyone playing golf with a flying disc occurred in Bladworth, Saskatchewan, Canada in 1926. So it's been around for quite a while. This is where a group of school-aged kids played a game with a tin lid, and they called it at the time the tin lid golf game. And they played it on a a fairly regular basis on a disc golf course that they had set up on their school grounds. Tin lid golf kind of eventually faded out, but over the next several decades, unbeknownst to each other, several groups of people kind of kept the concept alive, mostly playing in small groups around the United States. Today, three countries account for 85% of all disc golf courses worldwide. And this may not surprise you, but the United States has 75% of all disc course golf courses. Uh, Finland has 7%, and Canada has about 3%. But it is growing, not only here in the United States, but all around the world. Other notable countries include Estonia, which this is interesting, has the highest density of disc golf courses per square kilometer of dry land of any country and the second highest number of courses per capita. So watch out for those Estonian disc golf players. For the Huntsman World Senior Games, disc golf will be a 36-hole event. It's taking place on two different courses with a social event taking place on Thursday, October 10th, and then the actual competition on Friday and Saturday, October 11th and 12th. Like most of our sports, we plan to hold competitions in five-year age groups. We're going to follow the official rules of the Professional Disc Golf Association, and it will be a sanctioned event. And all of this information, as well as anything else you need to know about the sport, as well as how to register, will be available on our website at seniorgames.net. So all the disc golfers out there, please plan to compete this year at the 2024 Huntsman World Senior Games, and be sure to help us spread the word by letting your friends know about it as well. Our guest today, our guest today is one of our amazing athletes. Barbara Wintrobe is a pickleball pioneer who actually brought the sport to Santa Monica, California 15 years ago and then to Palm Desert the next year. Barbara is a nationally ranked player in pickleball and has been a tournament tennis player for 63 years. 
Beyond coaching and teaching pickleball, she's an active aging expert with a degree in kinesiology. She's also written a book that encourages fighting gravity. She also has a master trainer Pilates instructor, uh, one of the first women certified as a USPTA tennis teacher. She is a former competitive bowler as a child. On top of that, she's an Ironman triathlete and is one of the first 40 women worldwide to have run a marathon on all seven continents. Barbara, wow, that is amazing. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Well, we're very excited to have a chance to visit with you and kind of learn from your experience and pick your brain a little bit on active aging, but also have you share a few of your stories of this amazing athletic career. Obviously, no question, throughout your life, you've been committed to health and fitness and longevity. What attracted you to this active lifestyle in the beginning? Probably as a child, my father got me out roller skating and playing catch, and he got me a mitt and a ball and took me to sporting events. And I thought, wow, this is really exciting. I think I'll continue doing some of these. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, you can't oversell the importance of an example in your life when it comes to this concept of active aging, of being active, of competing, especially, especially competing in sports. And sometimes that example is a friend, sometimes it's a mentor, but so often it's a parent, right? When parents are involved and engaged in, in not, not um, I don't want to use the word pushing that lifestyle, but being an example of that lifestyle and opening up opportunities for children, little boys, little girls to do fun and exciting things, as you said, Barbara, those are the, it seems like those are the opportunities that kind of expand and, you know, become a life of activity. Do you agree with that? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know I've, I felt that in my life and many of the people that we visit with on the show uh, have that kind of that same foundation, oftentimes as parents. Uh, but for many of our athletes at the games, when they didn't have that opportunity as a youth, for whatever reason, work or sickness or health or or didn't, didn't have that same level of, of, of family support, um, there are still other ways to get into sports and ways to get into athletics for sure. And many of our athletes become senior athletes for the very first time in their life. And so it's never too late. And you, you've had an opportunity to be active throughout most of your life and do a variety, as I read in your introduction, a variety of different things. But you've also chosen to stick with it and continue to be involved and engaged as you aged. Did you, did you find that that was easy to do because it just naturally kept going? Or did you take some time off from sports and competition and then come back to it later on? I found it very easy to continue. Um, the thought of stopping and having to restart was so terrifying that I said, I'm never going to stop because I don't know if I would come back. Which um, I, I, I can get that. I can get that. Once you get to a certain level of fitness, you don't want to let that go. You want to hold on to it. Exactly. Now, we've talked about some of the amazing things that you've done. Pickleball, tennis, bowling, uh, Ironman triathlons, like some really amazing things, marathons all around the world. But not everything has always been super easy for you. Uh, for example, you mentioned that you were at a high risk for fracture osteoporosis at one point in your life. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and then what you have done to help reduce your risk? 
Sure. Um, osteoporosis is called the silent disease. You don't really know that you have it until you get tested for it. And I got certified through American Bone Health on giving lectures to people on how to find out if they have it and things they can do to improve their bone density. And one of the things I did was I was very asthmatic and I was overdosed on so many medications, which caused bone loss. And I changed my diet completely. I stopped being asthmatic and that did change my bone density considerably. So you kind of went about it backwards. You, you, you learned how to help other people find out if they were at risk first, and then you found out that you were at risk, or did you find out you were at risk and then decide, I want to help other people? I found out that I was at risk, and I started exploring what it would take to improve my bone density or at least stop it from getting worse. And that's when I found American Bone Health. I got certified as a lecturer. And of course, as I lecture others, I also help myself. Yeah. The best way to learn something is to try to teach something, right? Absolutely. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but maybe just a couple of dietary changes that you were able to make that you feel has helped you in the long run. I had to go wheat-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. And they used to tell you to eat a lot of dairy, but dairy gave me asthma. So I look for ways to take calcium into my diet by leafy greens and other things. I also lost weight. And because I wasn't asthmatic any longer, I went off of all the medication that I was on. And so it all contributed. I'm glad you mentioned that. I think when we think of calcium, we almost always think about the dairy, cheese, yogurt, milk, and it, it certainly is a source of calcium, but leafy vegetables, uh, spinach especially, is a, a great source of calcium that I think we sometimes forget about. And uh, that's a great reminder to uh, to keep in mind that there there are, you know, there are, you know, if you're lactose intolerant or something like that, you can still get your calcium in a natural, healthy way and uh, ultimately help yourself in the long run. So uh, great great reminder there. And like I said, we're not going to spend a lot of time on diet. I, 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 do, I do like um, what, you've, what you've mentioned and shared with us. But I want to talk a little bit about running. So you've, you've run marathons. You've run a lot of marathons. Obviously, the Ironman Triathlon has a running component into it too. But Barbara, you are one of only 40 women, or one of the first 40 women, in the entire world to run a marathon on all seven continents. Congratulations. What an incredible accomplishment. Talk for just a minute, if you will, about what it takes to, to accomplish that. What's the mindset? What's the physicality of it? What's the planning of it? Seven different continents, including Antarctica. Talk a little bit about the, the marathon running. Well, marathon running, I thought I would hate, and I wound up loving it. I loved the training. I loved being out for long runs in the hills, meditating. That was wonderful. And then all of a sudden, someone said, well, we're turning 40. We're going to be triathletes. And I went, me? 
And they said, all, all of us women are going to be triathletes. So we got bicycles. We started taking swim lessons. And then we went to Kona to watch the world championship in Kona. And you get swept up into this enthusiasm. So one of my friends said, never, no way. I am not doing it. One said, I'm doing it next year. And I said, I'm going to do it, but I don't know when. Have to plan it. <laughs> yeah. So when was your first triathlon? Yeah, this is this is on your 40th year. You're looking into it. You go to Kona. You feel that energy, which is there at a triathlon, whether it's an Ironman or even just a local sprint triathlon. I can attest that there is an incredible energy there. When did you end up doing your first Ironman? I did my first Ironman in 1990. Um, it took several years because during this time, I discovered I'm terrified of water and I had to go through therapy and I never overcame my fear of water for 22 years. That's the first event. And I was scared to death, but I made it through all the events and I did Vine Man. It was the first year Vine Man in Northern California had an Iron Man, and I went up there and did that one. Wow, what an accomplishment! We've had several triathletes, several Iron Man uh, triathletes on the show before. Um, it's an incredible accomplishment. It's it's hard to understand it by just talking about it. You re you really do kind of have to experience it. But uh, congratulations on overcoming a difficulty, overcoming a, a phobia of water, at least to the degree that it allowed you to compete and uh, to get out there and to, and to get it done. I think that's amazing. Um, I do want to focus in a little bit more on the on the marathons. You've run a marathon, which is 26.2, excuse me, 26.2 miles, 26.2 miles. You know, I, I when I think about that, I think, okay, from my house to my work, it seems like it's a long ways, but it's really only nine miles. And that's like not even a third. <laughs> it's not, it's, you know, it's it's barely a third of what you have to do for an Ironman, um, or excuse me, for a marathon. And you have done a marathon on every continent, um, all seven continents. Which one was your favorite? Which Which continent race was your favorite race? So I think about the events that, I was able to participate in, and I would think that running on the Great Wall of China would be right up there, and it is, but then going to the Antarctica and being able to run up a glacier twice in total silence was absolutely amazing. So... It's hard to say which was my favorite. Probably running the Great Wall of China was one of them. That was my last continent. Antarctica, because it was every two years and you had it was based on the weather. Um, running around Kilimanjaro in Africa was incredible. So they, they all give me chills when I think about it. 
Well, I can't imagine that it would do anything except for give you chills. What an incredible <laughs> accomplishment. And again, congratulations. One of Thank the you. first 40 women on planet Earth to have done that. What a what an incredible accomplishment. Truly a pioneer in so many ways. And we talk about pioneer. I mentioned in your bio, in your bio at the beginning of the show that you're a pickleball pioneer as well. Let's talk about pickleball. Pickleball is a very popular sport here at the Huntsman World Senior Games. We're proud to have been somewhat early adapters ourselves, kind of pioneers in the pickleball space. Um, tell us, you, you've done all these things. You, you've, you've been a runner, you've been a bowler, you've been, you play tennis. Um, talk about pickleball. What introduced you to pickleball and what was so appealing to you? Uh, there was a magazine years ago called Geezer Jock, and it's a free magazine. I was reading it and they talked about pickleball. And I said, oh my God, I've been an athlete all my life. I've never even heard of it. And so I ordered a paddle online and three balls and I hit against a wall and I used to play paddle tennis at Venice Beach and I hired some of the paddle tennis guys to hit pickleballs to me. And I said, wow, I think I could do this. And I entered my first tournament in Palm Springs 18 years ago. And I drove off to Palm Springs and played in my first tournament without ever having played. And I won two silver medals. Wow. And I thought, yep, I'm sticking with this. <laughs> so many people talk about the quote unquote addictive nature of pickleball. And there really is something special about the sport. It's a sport, um, you know, by now, I think most people listening to this show will have heard of it for sure. 10 years ago, that was not the case. I mean, we this is our no. 20th year. Last year was our 20th year of offering pickleball at the World Senior Games. But even maybe six or seven years ago, there were many, many, many people who had never heard of the sport. But people who get introduced to it, it seems like they have the same experience that you've just described, Barbara. They They don't know much about it. It's kind of a weird name. They kind of learn a little bit about it. And then as soon as they step onto that court, it just almost... I don't know. I don't want to say it takes over your life, but it just kind of becomes a part of who you are. It does. Absolutely. I say that it's not the sound of the pickleball on the paddle that creates all the noise. It's everybody laughing and having such a good time. You know, we have talked many times on this show about that concept in senior and master sports, the camaraderie, the friendship. Um, everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to do their best. Nobody wants to be embarrassed. You want to have success at the things that you're doing. But first and foremost in senior sports, it feels like it's that friendship. It's that camaraderie. It's the fun. It's the laughter. It's the enjoyment. And then the winning is kind of a byproduct of being a part of everything. Isn't that the way that you've experienced it? Absolutely. You're totally correct on that. Now, I've talked about some of your accomplishments. I want to list a few of your pickleball accomplishments. You've won gold in singles and women's doubles at the U.S. Open. You've won several medals at the USAPA Nationals. You've, of course, won many medals at the Huntsman World Senior Games. In fact, you've medaled at pretty much every tournament in your 15-year history. Do you have any favorite experience or experiences that stand out in your pickleball career over the last decade and a half? One of the pickleball experiences, which has nothing to do with actually playing the game, but I was hiking with some pickleball friends in the Grand Canyon. 
and we were halfway down the canyon sitting and taking a break. And one of the women down there looked at my friend and said, didn't I play you last year in pickleball at the Huntsman World Senior Games? <laughs> of all places in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So those are the really fun experiences that I can remember right off my hand, head quickly. Well, and again, like we like we just barely talked about the social aspect of pickleball, but really just sports in general, but certainly masters and senior sports. Um, you create these friendships, these relationships that really can last a lifetime and that become deep and embedded into who you are. And you're just exposed to so many people. And we know for a fact the benefit of remaining social, especially as we age um, to our overall health and wellness, our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health. And sports like pickleball certainly play into that. Definitely. It keeps you active. You want to get up in the morning and go play. You love the camaraderie and the enjoyment. And people plan pickleball parties and groups and bring food. And um, here again, I was the first person in Coachella Valley to run a, a pickleball league, free pickleball league, bringing the community together before it had grown to the size that it is now. Truly a pioneer in so many ways and so many sports. And uh, again, congratulations on that aspect of pioneering pickleball in your area. I do want to spend just a couple of minutes talking about your book. It's called Fighting Gravity. Is that correct? Correct. Tell us what the book is about and um, what motivated you to write it. I'm considered the posture police. So people are always complaining, I'm getting shorter, I'm getting wider. And I go, you are fighting gravity. And if you learn how to stand up correctly and pull your shoulders back. So I tell people that your arms hang from your back, not your front. Your chest enters the room first, not your nose and your ears are connected to the cable car wires above you, you think about standing up, which builds good breathing, it good, builds good alignment, and we're continuing to fight gravity all the time. And so, uh, consequently, the book shows you how to do that in your living room and in your kitchen so you don't need to go to a gym. So it does include a, uh, exercises that you can do? Absolutely. Okay. Safe exercises that you can use a countertop or your sofa or your bed or your front door. Uh, easy things where you can't use the excuse, I can't do it, I don't have any equipment, I don't want to get in my car, the weather's bad. Guess what? You can do it at home. I love it. I love it. How do people find the book? It's on Amazon. Amazon.com. It's called Fighting Gravity uh, and uh, available on Amazon. Today, you could order it right now. You could. All right. Awesome. We've got about 30 seconds left. Barbara, what's the best advice you have for people about how to stay active and engaged as you've been able to do throughout your life? 
Don't give up. Find a friend who is active and use them as your support system. Call them if you don't feel like exercising. They will motivate you to get out. Such an important part of fitness, of physical fitness, of fitness in general, and that is um, the the social connection aspect of it, but the accountability side of it as well. Find a friend. Great, great advice, Barbara. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. This has been great fun. We wish you the very best in everything that you have coming up as well. Thank you. So I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but just a quick reminder, because it's worth it, individual athlete registration opens on March 1st at the stroke of midnight. So some of our sports do tend to fill up very quickly, speaking of which pickleball tends to be one of those. So put that on your calendars and plan to register early. Next week on the show, we're pleased to have Steve Alt. Steve was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease when he was 60 and was told by his doctors that he should take medicine to mask symptoms since there was no cure. But instead, Steve researched what he could do with his own body to mitigate some of these symptoms. You'll want to tune in next week to hear what he has chosen to do and how he is doing now at the age of 71. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe anywhere that podcasts are found. If you happen to be listening by podcast, take a moment and give us a rating or even write us a quick review. It really helps us to spread the word. And of course, you can find this as well as previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought, it comes from award-winning actress Kate Winslet, who says, life is short and it is here to be lived. Sounds like good advice. Until next Thursday, stay active.